Swing like, but we're it's, rolling. It's straight, but it's it's syncopated. That's it's not swing. Syncopated, syncopated. Good well, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is for you. Welcome. Welcome to this episode of Chops Podcast, where we learn to get the best teaching, get the best content, and get the best out of our kids. I thought you were gonna say get the best kids. We do have the we best kids. We do have the best kids. That's Boom. already been. That's good. That's good. And here we are. It is um, November 6th. And we are now on anti-daylight savings time. Yep. That hour of sleep kicked in. Extra hour. Yeah. Did Nothing. it feel different for you today at all? For me, I felt different. You did? I felt like I overslept. I always feel that way. I got up like super early today. But is it like the normal time when you would have gotten up? Yeah. But I was up in the middle of the night. My my mind was cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. Mm. But like today, I felt like really out of sorts. I'm hoping oh. it's just the time change. Hope it's not like a me thing. We'll never know. No, the kid. I asked the kids this, and most of them like don't. Most of them don't really care. They don't. They don't like, know how to tell time. So. Well, right, and they don't know how to wake themselves up. So you, you never know. Exactly, the difference. and they're in a building all day with no windows. Right. That's what difference does it make? No, kids know how to tell time if it's a digital clock. Kids know what time class is supposed to end because they start closing up their stuff. Gosh, we sound curmudgeony, dude. That's not the vibe. Um, Let's try this again. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey. Hey, everybody. Hey, We're happy to be we're here. We're back. Jack and Steve are back. No, I'm not a curmudgeon. I mean, I can be. I don't want to be. No, this is kind of – I kind of like this time of the school year. I like the, the November time of the school year because we kind of – Marching band's over, the snow globe settles, as you would say, and we kind of settle into some things. And this is the part of the year, like for the jazz band at least, like we're playing, like we're getting the tunes rolling, that's fun. Yep. And we're we're getting the groove going, and Christmas is coming up, so we got our holiday concerts coming up, so everything's kind of rolling in a good way. Um, so I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. Um, this week, helped, heard, Helped, heard, or hugged. Yes. Um, this Steve knows this, but my dad sent me an article yeah. and said, here's something I read on the New York Times. It was just, um, just I think a woman, she said to her, I think, oh, I'm going to biff this. She, her sister was like a special ed teacher, I think. And, and she kind of got this going with her kids. I might have to make an editor's note if I'm wrong on this. Um, but her sister in the classroom got this going with her kids that sometimes if a kid needs you, um, they want to be helped. Like they actually want like some assistance in the situation. But sometimes they just want to be heard. They just want to kind of let it out and have a voice that um, let their voice go and then have someone hear them. Or do they need a hug? Concept that you and I have talked about many times yeah. in this podcast. Just need some love. Hey, editor's note here. The article from the New York Times is titled, When Someone You Love Is Upset, Ask This One Question, by Jan C. Dunn, published April 7th, 2023. Um, and I thought that was really interesting, um, and I'm happy my dad showed me that, and and I know you and I kind of come to similar similar conclusions, not in the same, same way or wording necessarily, but there's definitely something there with helped, hurt, or hugged. Yes. And you and I see kids every day, and kids come up and talk to us every day that something's not going well for them. And I don't, I don't know if I ever ask a kid, like, do you want to just, do you want help? Do you want to be heard? I, I guess I'm guessing. Um, I think I kind of just like assess the situation as they go and see what they need. I'm guessing you do something similar. Yeah, I do. I've used the "Do you need a hug?" or "Do you need a nudge?" Yes. Right. Yep. And do you you just want support? And to be told you're okay, or do you need me to like push you in the cold water? Like, do you need, do you need, act, do you need an active inspiration to get going, or do you need to be, um, yeah, like scolded or just like you need tough love? You know what is right. it? Right. So we have we have kids come up to us all the time, all the time, and it and it's minimal and it's not minimal. It's big, and 
we have to kind of figure out what they need because sometimes they don't know what to say or they don't know themselves well enough to know what they need and or they don't articulate it well and so we find ourselves kind of stuck maybe not stuck but we find ourselves kind of figuring out that with them as they go right yeah because every every person is a puzzle you know including myself and then the way we choose to solve it might be might be using different tools or different strategies every day to solve that puzzle or to to get that to crack that next level of success or compliance or um, just coping I think that's there there there's a lot there um, it, it kind of makes me think of like there are students that definitely in my circle of influence that ask for help or um, are d very direct in saying they want help with maybe some content or they want help in working through some bigger scope conversation in their mind they're having. Like personal? Personal. Yeah. And um, so I think that, that has to, a lot of that has to be with herd. Mm -hmm. And I think we are can certainly offer advice and guidance. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not always sure. I'm not always sure that's the end game. I think it's part of it is being heard. Right. And then if you happen to throw a nugget of good wisdom their way, so be it. Right. Good. But I think a lot of times it has to do with like maybe working thrums through some kind of um, life. Um, challenge they're in right yeah. and they want to articulate that I guess it's like a lot of us if we have anxiety or nervousness our first reaction isn't always to say it out loud but there is a process of saying it and maybe the idea that that wasn't as big as we thought it was well and, and as you said like a lot of these kids maybe they don't say it right away but some of them maybe their instinct is to share it and you know and so it's kind of interesting that we're mm. we're kind of um, teaching the skill of problem solving but problem solving sounds really trite but it's really like big picture problem solving like here's something I'm working through right now and some kids don't have the chops to just say mr. Peterson can I talk to you for about the, like about this thing that I'm working through this is kind of personal but you're an adult in my life that I trust yeah. and I bet. some kids just come up to you blustery in tears and say this is what's happening and you got to go right right um, so I think there is some value in like teaching these skills and working through this with kids. And again, like this article was, this woman was like, a, I think a special ed teacher. And so she's working at that with special ed kids. And I don't, I don't remember the age group, but you know, we're working at this with high school kids. Some mm -hmm. who are literally not kids, they're adults, you know, um, and they're, we're trying to work through it with them. Um, so helped, heard, or hugged. I think, I think Steve, most often, popular answer heard yeah. and heard and hugged can kind of go hand in hand right but most of these kids when they come up to us with something whether it's big or small they just want someone to hear them that's from what I've noticed in my time as a teacher but I think the other thing is that they don't have a lot of people they can talk to I agree I think that school is a best bet for a lot of these kids when it comes to um, adults that they feel comfortable with sharing things with right and maybe some of these kids I mean parents and, and family members some of these things that they're going through they probably don't want to talk to their family about you know I know kids come up to you with um, relationship advice from time to time yep. or yep. maybe yep. my yep. advice but like problems like here's yeah. what's going on and they, and yeah if I was 16 I don't know if I don't want to talk to my mom and dad about that stuff right. 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 Um, right. kids come up to us with you know questions about college and, and what to look for and they want to be helped and then you know, some kids come up to us. <laughs> this is kind of funny. Um, we were doing. Uh, I got into jazz band today. One of the, one of my kids was like, "Hey, for question of the day, you should do um, one good thing, one bad thing to share about your weekend." And I was like, "Sounds like you've got to, Sounds like you got a story." She's like, "Yeah." And so she it was her turn, and she said, "Yeah, um, someone crashed into my car while I was working my shift at work this weekend." <laughs> oh boy! And she kind of said it like that, like it wasn't too emotionally high or emotionally low just kind of matter of fact and 
I don't think she wanted help in that situation. I don't know if there was much to so it's just like, wow, that stinks. And I think she just wanted to be heard. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. A cargan biffed. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. I just want to put that out there and be like, this is what happened to yeah. me. Yeah, that's just like, that's, that's a lot of stuff going on in their lives, you know? Right. Helped, hurt, and hugged. Yeah, I, um, certainly that, that is kind of the, that, that's a, yeah, this is really good. Those are great three points to think about. Um, I think there's a lot of, a lot of students that, feel glad that they have some connection in the school where they can they can talk and um, there I've been surprised not surprised or just made note of more students wanting to be heard like in the school year or maybe in the last two years it's it's been ramped up yes more um, direct, um, you know, wanting to talk or to to get advice, you know, and and I, that feels different. It may be from like when you were in school. Why is that? Well, it could be just the the increase. Of anxiety in students in general. Why do why are students more anxious than before? I'm not, I'm not really sure, but um, the you know I don't I don't really have a lot to speak on about like social media and just like the phone zone, but there is something um, that really seems to be different with students about social interactions yeah. just like healthy social interactions and maybe just more even keel and I think it's like you know you graduated in 2013 that's 10 10 years ago that I wasn't have as having as many um, serious discussions yeah. about um, specific you know things that they want help with figuring out or struggles they're having you know it was kind of it seemed more what was given out at the time was like how to help you voice a six four chord, you know, or a five <laughs> six four chord in music theory. Hey, we were doing that today. You were doing six four chords inversions. Shout out to the music theory kids listening. Whee! Yep, you're right. I mean, it it is, but that's strange because you know this is as a younger teacher, this is kind of all I know is is working with yeah. kids through that. And um, I would say, you know, I think I've seen that too, like the past two years compared to my first five as this is my seventh year teaching, it, it has ramped up a little bit more. And um, trying to give the kids the tools to work through those problems and figure some of those things out is now part of the job description. Mm -hmm. I think it always was. I wonder if, um, you know, the, 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 idea of, the idea of peer pressure is much more um, impactful on students mm. and it might be peer pressure through social media also about expectations yeah or um, traditions or just you know the way that things should or could go and um, students are seems like a lot more aware of their their place Qu I say quote like in their place and it and it's like it seems like um, students are aware of like being a have or a have not like and it might be might be a socioeconomic situation but it also may be a um, this one breaks my heart is like the the have have not like intelligence yeah which brings a lot of struggle to kids thinking that they're not in the group because they're not quote smart or they're struggling with something and I do spend time on that with students like saying you know like teaching AP music theory like 
this this it, it, this class you know there are students in there that have taken you know many many AP classes and then there are students this is the first time they're taking an AP class and I tell them that there is no such thing as like an AP student like you aren't just chosen you know and I think for me it kind of it kind of resonates because like I think maybe we've talked about this before at different times is this like I wasn't in all the higher um, high ability classes all the pullouts like 6 through 12 I wasn't a part of that click all the time sometimes but not all the time and I I got the message that I wasn't one of those kids and so my grade point average wasn't running with them and I wasn't in the advanced math and the advanced English and when I was in advanced science I was just like running trying to catch up so I kind of had my seem like that academic pecking order was established and now I got to band and I was like let's go you know I had my thing going but I kind of knew my place now I was able to cross I didn't have enemies <laughs> I, I got across and I got across those lines fine and I was able to mesh with other students you know and get along with them and have friends in different pockets of the school but it does break my heart though to see students kind of shut down and not thinking that they're on yeah. the, 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 the fast path. You, you've talked to kids a lot about, and you say it in jest, of who the smart kids are, who the yes. cool kids are, always with air quotes, were the nerds. Right. And the kids kind of pick up what you're putting down, and they know that. They've been la labeled as the smart or the good or whatever right. since, like, grade four when yes. they have the high ability stuff yes. introduced. And I'm not going to preach that that's bad or good. But kids notice that, yep. obviously, and that stuff carries with them when they're in high school and it honors or not. And you're right. They do carry that burden with them. They do. Um, okay. I, I'm thinking about um, homework again. I know we talked about that last couple episodes ago. But we have an e-learning day coming up Wednesday. Yes. And I'm, I started kind of telling the kids what's going on for that. And I... I told Jazz Band this today. I was like, okay, I want to get on the soapbox with you, but I'm not going to. Just do your homework. I said, homework doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but just do it. It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter when you have a job 10 years from now if you did your e-learning on November 8th. It doesn't matter. And a lot of them were kind of looking at me like, what? Why are you saying it? But it doesn't matter. Why did you say that? Because I flipped the script. I was sick of myself getting on them. But I kind of want them to, I don't know, at least it's kind of like when you see a billboard that's upside down. Yeah. You always end up looking at it longer. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to be upside down. Did they down. know they put that Did upside they, down? They must have figured that. But then you're thinking about the billboard right. all day, you know, so maybe they're thinking about that. Um, and, again, I'm just trying new stuff because I want them to be successful and I want to get it, have them get it in. I talk about homework with this helped herd or hug thing because the kids who need herd the most and hug the most, from my experience, are the ones – and help the most are the ones who get themselves in pickles. They have pickles that don't, that they are not like, um, it's not their fault, but they have a really hard time digging themselves out of them. Or sometimes they dig themselves further into them. And I think of that with homework because the kids who don't do their homework, what do they tell you every time? You don't have time. You have time. Girl, what do you mean you didn't have time? Right, right, right. 24 hours, everyone's got it. Right, right. Like, well, no, you don't understand. And I'm like, clearly, I don't. You're right. I don't understand. Right. But it doesn't matter. Like, because once you dig yourself out and figure out how to dig yourself out, life's a lot easier. So we're trying to teach kids how to dig themselves out. Right. Helped, hurt, or hugged. Dude, I just got fired up. That was good. That, that, that should be the Instagram tag. Okay, smile oh. at the camera. We'll, you'll be the end of it, tech. There you go. Okay. Um, no, but it, it's real. And it, it, it bothers me because... I have a hard time empathizing and sympathizing with that. And I have a hard time meeting those kids where they're at. And I want to be better about that. And I want them to, I want to teach them like, no, I get it. I know, 
I know you've got a lot going on at home. I know you've got work and I know you've got other classes and I know you've got family. But like that's the gig. Like you sign up for it. And I know you never tell your kids like, well, I was busy. I had to pick up Jacob at Purdue this yeah. weekend. I had to go to Lowe's and do You'll never tell your kids that. And the the kids who do their homework all the time, the one time they don't do it, it's usually like a, oh, shoot, let me get that in. It's never like an excuse. And the kids who never do it are the ones that give excuses all the time. Where's the, where's the like, um, like, where you realize that you're doing that? Like, don't you hear yourself giving me excuses time after time? If it's an excuse every time, it's not an excuse. Like, so we got to back that up, you know? We got to help kids and hear kids and hug kids. But how do we do that, man? Yeah. Does it all come back to homework? What does it come back to? Building relationships. It's a buzzword. I don't know. I think I have good relationships with a lot of my students, and I got kids that are biffing it academically. Maybe I need to cut the relationships off, and I just need to be upside down billboard, right? There. Upside down billboard, and there just be go. like, "No, I'm saying it. you just did it." Yeah, right. Cut off relationships. Just say, oh, "Do do your do work. Your work. Do your work." Give That's what the shovel. teachers were doing in like the 1800s, right? Right. Strict paddling kids. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, <sighs> I. I'm, I'm not speaking very clearly today. I think it's clearly the time change. He's, yeah, he's got that DST in his bloodstream right now. <sighs> I wish I could have a, um, you know, a camera on the kids and like what they're doing. When they're at they, home? Yeah, they're just... Surveillance? Surveillance. <laughs> surveillance, because I, I want them, you know, but I... I am very aware of students that are in academic stress. Yeah. Academic disarray. I'm very aware of how I talk to them. Yep. And I'm very aware that I don't do the same speech every day. That's true. You got to change up. And you I got to change it up. You do. And sometimes it's got to be consoling. Hugged. Yeah. It's right? tough sometimes. Yeah, it is. And sometimes you, it has to be, um, you know, funny. Sometimes it has to be self-reflective on my part. I'm like, when I have busy and have to get things done. And sometimes I have to be more curt and just say, this is not a good look for you. <laughs> this is not good. What's going to happen when this counselors from the colleges come in and they want to look at your grades and they ask me, how's the student doing in class? And I say, well, we have 10 assignments. They've chosen to do three. How, how's that gonna work? You know, how am I gonna be honest right. with other teachers about your effort? Because it's true, it's not, a, it's not a cognitive thing. It's something that, it's a lifestyle, it's a tradition of excellence they some students have that they just don't expect that from themselves um, some students like playing the dumb card I know that that used, to be, that used to be a buzzword when we've had different teachers here in the music department like that was like the thing that was not allowed to be said was the dumb card you were not allowed to play the dumb card um, in case our listeners don't know what the dumb card is um, you give us a little example well it's kind of that student that um, Wait, what? Wait, 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 what? Okay, open your books to page 48 and go to the second paragraph. Wait, wait, what is wait, it? Wait, wait, I'm sorry, it? wait. If you say, wait, what, in my <laughs> class, I will get so angry immediately. Any students listening, if you ever wait, what me, I will. Don't wait, what me. I will destroy you. Don't wait, what me. Yeah, oh, I thought you meant. Oh, oh no, oh, no. Dude, <laughs> bro. Sorry, yeah, that's... That's like an excuse to, like, just, like, play in the backseat. Just, like, sit in the backseat for a class. Yeah. That's, like, the dump card. And you're, like, throwing popcorn up or a goldfish up in the air and, like, catching it in your mouth. You're, yeah, it's... It grinds teacher's gears because 
Oh my gosh, dude. Like when you spent hours and hours planning and you got some kid like throwing wrenches in it, that that's a buzzkill. Yeah. Okay, back to you, Steve. So the the dumb card, you know, some students do a masterful job at playing that. And when you play the dumb card, it gets yourself out of the wind and you don't have to get caught up by the wind. Your sail doesn't get caught up. You just because you're acting clueless and you've already done the humiliation so the teacher doesn't have to humiliate you <laughs> right it's self-humiliation yeah two birds one stone right um so then it's really fun or interesting to try to figure out try to flush that out and get to the bottom of the dumb card and say ha you don't have a dumb card you can't play it because you know this you know better and you know the answer to this you know how to prepare for this um yeah, so like I had um, so, sometimes I, I notice that students come up and they do, you had mentioned, just want to be blustery. Not at me personally, but just be like, I can't do this. Ba -ba 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 yep. Okay, and what what is it that you would like right now? You know, what is it? Helping them acknowledge what they want. I think is a good way sometimes of doing that with students. What, what is it that you need? And, I, and I'm you're frustrated. not talking health hurt or hugged, but you're no, talking like, just like, what actually do you want out yeah, of the like, situation? Okay. So you didn't really tell me what you wanted, but you presented this emotion. You know, like, I'm really frustrated about this, you know? And you didn't say, like, you want to be helped or you want to solve this problem, but you just want to say it and... So I think sometimes reflecting back to students, well, I think for humans too, but to reflect back what was said is helpful because then somebody else is saying what they are experiencing. You're kind of validating that. Yep. Right? And you're showing that you hear. It's kind of like counseling 101 or relationship 101. You're mm -hmm. reflecting yep. back what you hear. I hear you. Okay, I just listened to you for 10 minutes talking about this, and this is what I hear you say. And, um, and it's, it's tough sometimes to give, I think it's tough sometimes to give advice to students that I'm quite sure they're never going to take, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I feel, but I feel like as a teacher that I feel obligated to tell them the right way to go I know. about something. Uh, yeah, dude. And, but I know there's you no know chance in gonna. God's green acre <gasps> that they're going to take me up on this and do it. Is that how therapists feel? They must. They must. <laughs> they must. You know, I... And I'm telling you these three things that you could do that could help you in your situation. But I'm just thinking, there's no way. There's no way. There's no you're way. So, that. Here's the right thing to do, but you're not going to do that. Right. Um, that's true. That's painful because I've had those moments too. Yeah. I've had that in just like musically speaking. Right. I told my okay, this is good. We have auditions coming up that they're due. Recordings, mm -hmm. I send them in, right? I told my kids today, I said, okay, when you do your audition, um, bold assumption right there, when you do your audition, yeah. uh, that you should listen to yourself play it. You should record yourself and listen to it before. And they all laughed because they're like, yeah, you're right. You should do that. I don't think they do that. They don't do that. But that was painful for me because I said that. I threw it out there. I said, you need to do this. Kind of knowing or assuming. Maybe that's poor of me to not assume that they're going to do that. But I just want I just want them to be good. I just want the best for these kids. And I'm trying to tell them. I want to, I want to take them there. But you're right. It's so tough when, when you're giving them like life advice or maybe not even life advice, just minimal advice. And, and they just don't do it when you know it's like the best thing i'm sure that's what a lot of parents go through with with well, their i was gonna kids. say i was gonna say like you and i both were raised by our mother and our father and we grew up in a household where i'm sure it was like trial and error trial and error trial and error you know and just trying to get that done like I don't know. It, it is. It, I do feel different about that, though, with my sons, because I feel like I give them advice that I feel like I assume they're going to take my advice with your sons. Yes, that's good, right? That's good. Yeah. 
I, I feel like there's a chance yeah. that this is going to get through. It's going to stick. It's going to stick. It's yeah. going to get through some cortex, something, some membrane is going to get through. But with students that are not my own, or my children that are not my own, I'm thinking, I just, I'm just kind of throwing, I'm just kind of throwing it in there to see if yeah. it's going to stick. I'm not sure. So it's the, the, so we do need to build better relationships with our kids because if you're right, but that takes so much time. Yeah. And then you don't have time. Well, okay. It's hard to build up equal relationships with all kids because not all kids need. That's true. They don't need it. That's They're true. They're like more self self sufficient. Oh, that's good, Steve. Because some kids they need don't want teachers. It. Get out of their way. Just yeah, get out of your get out of their way. Do the work. Just get it done, and that's all they need. And give me what I need from you. Like, give me the information. Tell me how to do. It. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need this extra. And that's stuff. not that's not a bad thing. That's just what no, some kids, and, and that's I how think they roll. in some ways it's like really attractive because yeah. it's like more automated, right? But some kids need everything, everything, and I don't mean just like instructionally, but also like emotionally. That's kids need the teacher to be more than just a teacher. Yeah, and we've known that. Like that's why you get into the career because right. you want to be there for those kids that, that need you. Um, but that, but that's like a lot, you know. That's what we're doing. Um, okay, this takes me back. Okay, we were talking like ahead of time. Okay, hot take, maybe hot take. Take me back. Okay, hot take. Are we too nice slash easy on kids? Yes. You didn't even hesitate. You didn't even let me get the sense out. We're too nice to kids. We're too easy on kids. Yes. I'm thinking like um, behavioral training, like with dogs, um, intermittent positive rewards right that's how you teach a dog to sit yeah you give them a treat but you don't give it to them every time yeah i feel like we do constant positive rewards Treats. for very little yeah. effort wow you sat at your desk today and you got your ipad out boom starburst <laughs> and you took your hood off have some skills too and you show, yeah, okay, I'm not going to go curmudgeon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but yeah. that's like what it no, is, right? No, it and is. And they're like, we got to reward positive behavior. But then when there's like less and less positive behavior around, you're rewarding more and more because you see less of it. And then it's like the behavior is actually like diminishing in quality and you're just giving more and more away. So then by the time all said and, is, all said and done, you're giving kids $1,000 to just come <laughs> to school in the morning. Wow, that was real curmudgeon -y. But I do, I think that plays into it. I think well, how do you get away them. from that? Just be a jerk. Be a jerk to the kids. Just total jerk mode. Well, like no emotional connection. Just like teach the content. Just stay out of their way. You want my real answer? You want the sarcastic answer? You already got the sarcastic well, answer. Well, I. But we also teach an elective. Oh, you're like we're gonna lose kids. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean that, right. that that's that's a different kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, that's not my style anyway. If I okay. taught Algebra 2, that would be a hot God, dumpster fire mess. I would love mess. to see you teach Algebra but, 2. Okay, kids. Okay, X. <laughs> no, look at the screen. Screen, kids. Look. Okay. I, I I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. You would do the same. It'd be the same shtick. It would. But notes and rhythms would be X and Ys. Yep. Yep. Or something to do that. Okay. Um, you and I both come back to the fact that kids want and appreciate rigor and structure. Mm -hmm. I remember like in my early days teaching when you were mentoring me, like you would tell me that like the kids want that. Like, really? I told you that? It was probably the other guy then. I don't know. <laughs> the other. I want to go back and talk to that Steve Peterson. Because <laughs> this Steve Peterson. Well, you were, you were like Chris. pretty, mi I, I know you're always mindful about how you teach. But back you in were, those days, you were mindful. I don't know what happened to you. Okay, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you were, because I would ask you like every day, what do you think? What do you got for me? Here's what I thought. What do you see? Yeah. And you'd tell me stuff, and you were really mindful about me teaching because you were mentoring me, and but then you were also kind of thinking about how you taught, and I remember you telling me that, that you were coming back to that. And yeah. kids, and we were talking like that kids want that structure, and kids do well when they have a teacher that's kind of a butt kicker and like makes yeah. them do stuff. And when that's like the culture you set, and that's the expectation you have, kids kind of rise to that expectation you right. know so we're asking how do we do that 
you need to like assimilate the kids into a culture of like hardcore school. Yeah. And if they and I've talked this like about this before in another episode, but like if you had like a group of nineteen kids who were like bought in and you got one kid who's not He'll figure it out. That yeah. one kid will figure it out and rise yes. to it. But when you got ten and ten, it's tough. And then when everyone is just coming in, we're like, with low expectations, and like it's it's hard to build that from the ground up. But you know, we we do a good job of I think in providing rigor when it comes to our content and expectations. But if we're talking like emotional rigor, gosh, emotional rigor. What does that even mean? We have we have low low expectation no we're we're very kind and gentle to kids we're very kind and gentle to kids i know that and you know maybe that bar of where we meet them if that was higher if we were a little more and but when i say rough i don't mean like mean i just maybe more stern maybe I don't, I don't know. But would that change? Would that change how the kids react? If we were a little more just I like I don't know. Flat? What about the more stern teachers in our school? Do they get the success? Well, let's put it this way. If you're a student in tears, are you going to go to your stern teacher or to your nice teacher? About what? Does it matter? I know, but we are talking about kids being academically successful. Maybe they don't need to come to us about other things. Hmm. Maybe it we're maybe we're just mucking it up. So we need to be less approachable. More we do need to be more mean. And more more objective. More objective. Yeah, no, there's truth to that. The problem is the kids know. The kids know when we're not objective and they know when we are and they always agree but then as you said like sometimes things don't change you know we're kind of changing this we're flipping the script of this episode a lot because because it's supposed to be about helping kids but i feel like it's helping teachers or like what do we need to do well, the best way to <laughs> best way to help your kids in the school is to yeah. have better teachers right well let's get fired then because we're no that's because <laughs> we're horrible cause we're horrible <laughs> Gosh, okay, if we take it back, if we take it back, health hurt and hugged, we're trying to figure out way, we're kind of taking a step back from that, like how do we get kids more self-sufficient Yes. to help Right, because that, that's ultimately the goal themselves. of education is to help students be sufficient thinkers, yes. or like, um, um, yeah, sufficient thinkers, sufficient researchers, Yes. Um, and, they're, and they're, they're good at making an argument and they're good at standing up for themselves, and they're good at understanding how to complete a task in a systematic way. Boom! Mic right? drop. Yeah, no, that's true. And along the way, the soft skills of being a productive and kind and emotionally present citizen. Yes. That's good. That's good. That's good. I just made that up. Smile for the real. <laughs> What's that mean? You're going to go back and get that? Okay. If I may, you watch the reels? Yeah. So, like, the last clip of the reel will be you smiling at the camera with your yeah. thumbs up. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, okay, so here's here's where it takes me, is that when kids come up to us, now we've heard kids come up to us with, like, a lot of different things. It can be blustery. It can be quiet. It can mm -hmm. be sincere. It can be not. It can be, like, um, surface level. And, and it's just so many things. Um, I think that we do a good job of hearing kids, mm -hmm. and I think kids felt kids typically this. Oh, I think this is true. Kids feel heard when they mm -hmm. talk to us. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how well I do with hugging, emotionally, um, metaphorically speaking, and how well I do with helping. And I, and it, but I think that the the bigger picture is that if they're coming up to us about something they're not going to they're not going to get helped because i feel like they they know what they need to do they just choose not to do it mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah that's true 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. They know every time because how many times do those conversations go, well, you need to do this. And they go, yeah, but then you're like, come on. Like, if you know that, just right. do it. So why don't they do the thing? Why don't they do it? Well, my dad told me a good one. Okay. Um, the dichotomy of what is safe and what is easy or safe and fun. That was a good one. Because mm. I was like, I was talking to him over dinner like last week about something with a class and just like something I noticed that kind of bothered me. Um, and he's like, oh, they... They had a choice between fun and safe, and they chose safe. And I was like, like, ah, dang, Dad. Oh, wait. I mean, I mean, he just sees stuff differently because that's kind of his jam. But yeah. like, safe, safe over fun. So, and I think that that's like, I think he's onto something, obviously, because kids choose safety a lot, yes. like emotional safety. Yeah. Like, kids, when you ask a question to a class, and it could be, "What's two plus two? No one will raise their hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they they want to feel safe, and they don't feel safe if they do if they do this. Right. Oh, that takes us back. Sorry, yeah. I'm like going, I'm taking yeah, the wheel yeah. right now. Yeah. But um, our Frank Trika thing. The yeah. first thing he said um, to our class when he taught us. Yeah. And Frank Trika was the guy who visited our band, who is a rock star music educator from Texas. Yeah. He said the first thing he teaches the kids is how to raise their hand. Right. And you have to raise it like this in that class. And he said that he does that to promote a sense of excellence. That everything we do is going to be 100%. I think it also promotes a sense of safety. So you're safe if you do this. Yeah. Because if you're in a class where raising your hand means this, and you do this, yeah. this says, yeah. I'm not safe. Yeah, you're a doofus. But if you teach... What? I don't know. I just feel like I figured out something. I don't know if it's going to help me. Okay, but feel, no, just like that. That's that's we got to figure out ways to make kids feel safe. Yeah, but they got to raise their hand if they know the answer. And sometimes, <laughs> well, they don't know their answer. sometimes they don't know the answer. Dang. Yeah, kids need to raise their hands more. Metaphor- metaphorically, okay, but here, also literally. Here's speaking. here's something interesting. Here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Today in my class, okay. The band class that I taught, at the end of the day. Five pieces of music. Did you hand out music today? You I did. You did, or you did taps. You did. I, I did both. Okay, so we handed that out. Okay. We got organized. Yeah. Okay. It took a while. Yes, it did. Right. Five pieces of music. Times fifty. Fifty kids. students, and I had it all organized on top of the yep. piano, and I said, "Here's where this group is going to sit. The first clarinets in here. Second clarinets. Third clarinets. You're going to get a folder from this student. You're going to sit down there with a pencil and your stand and a chair." And you're just going to wait. I said, here's the deal. There's five pieces of music up here. It's in order. You decide how you're going to get it. Because mm. I was not about to pass it out. No. It was going to take too long. I did not want to assign. You do this, you, you do, this. do this, you do Why? this. Why don't you want to assign? Because I wanted I wanted this to see what was going to happen. Mm, so now yeah. I have something to come back to tomorrow. Because some students never moved from their chair. And I said, look, I don't want all of you coming up to the piano. I said, but can you figure out a way to share the music with each other and just kind of make this happen? Eat a man of fish or teach right. a man of fish. So some students did, got up promptly, got out their first or second part, and they handed it out to their brothers and sisters in the sections. Some students came up and got their piece of music. For, for their own. Yep. Some students told me that we were short copies, so we made copies. Some students noticed that some of the seniors were gone in a um, senior meeting, so should we make a folder for them? And some students just sat down and... Now, they all ended up getting it. Okay. I don't know how they got it, but they just sat down. Yeah. So I think that will be a launching point for me tomorrow. And I, I'm not setting them up to slam them. I'm, not, I'm going to share my observations with them. You know, we had the wide spectrum. Yeah. And some of you, like, bought it out and got it on your phone. You know, who you got it on your phone? Yeah. Uh, but shocking. Shocking. But it was more just the idea that you just kind of, like, disconnected. Like, yeah. you were like, yeah, 
somebody else to take care of. Yeah. That's true. You know, and so I yeah. kind of like that safety. You know, are you gonna are you gonna take care of it? Or you know what to do? So are you gonna do it? So like in my in my brain, I'm thinking it would have been really cool. So this would be Steve Peterson as a failure as a teacher because the students didn't do this. Um, why didn't I have like five juniors or seniors in each section stand up and say, okay, I'm doing the first flutes, you do the second flutes, you do the first clarinets, second clarinets, and third clarinets. We're all doing this tune. Ready? Go. Next five, you come up and get these five parts. Go. Next five. But they didn't. I, I'm not disappointed, but I'm just like, well, why don't they do that? Because I didn't tell them how to do it. But I don't want them sitting down. No. I want them to help. I mean, it was calm. It wasn't like chaotic. It was it was fine. I think they all got the music. Sure. We put our names in the paper and played a couple notes and do 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 do. You know, it was fine. But I think it will give me something to talk to them about about their level of participation or expectations yeah. for the group. You're gonna go. So you guys, you're gonna. This is what you're gonna say. I got it. I know the Steve Peterson yeah? lesson plan. You're gonna go. So Thanksgiving's in two weeks, right? Remember that? And so okay. Yeah. So. So when you go to Thanksgiving, like, are you are you looking for things you can help with in the kitchen, or do you flop down on the couch with your drink and wait for the food to be served? Wait, are you talking to me? That's what you're gonna say oh, to your okay. kids. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's right, like that's yeah. yeah. You say, well, you know, sometimes you need to be on the couch. You need to be getting away so people can cook in the kitchen. But sometimes they really need your help in the kitchen, and you don't always know when to do. But you have to be aware. You that's your lesson. Ask. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, that's that's good. I did the. Th I told kids to. I, I assigned I assigned past routers. I hope you don't think less of me for doing that. No, I, I didn't feel motivated to do that. But, but I, I was just kind of curious to see where it was going to go. I was yeah. like, okay. I said, we got five pieces of music. Yeah. I need five people. Boom, 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 boom. Go. And get, they were good about getting it out and getting it going. And and I didn't say, I didn't say you're going to do it. I said, who's in? And they just like, they didn't even raise their hand. They just got up and went to do it, which was like fine. Right. That was good. And well, we also had to set up our classroom for the day and get chairs. And I had two, uh, two or three guys go get those racks yes. of music stands, get those up the stairs. Which that is a fun kicker. Oh but they boy! Did it. Yeah, yeah. They're they're rocking. <coughs> they're good. And we played, and we had we played like seven or eight minutes after all that was said and done. Yeah, that takes a lot of time. Yeah, it does take a lot of time. Yeah, but it's it's good to set the process too. Yeah. For for that stuff. Um, so okay, are we curmudgeoning? That's like I feel like we were trying to come up with this episode. I don't think it's a bad thing, but we were like helped her to hug. But we're coming back to what students need, and it's not about how to help here or hug students. It's about how to get students to help here or hug themselves. That's what I feel like we're doing. I think well, I think if it came across curmudgeonly, I think it was authentic. I don't. Oh, think we're it, authentic curmudgeons. That's well, we that's weren't good. coming at it. We weren't just like heaping on it. No, we're we're saying this is what we see and this is what we think kids need. Right. Because it feels like they they don't have those that skill set to like figure that stuff out, which is like I don't I don't want to say fine, but it's I guess um uh, it's normal, it's expected. In high schools when you build those skills a lot of those times, especially for like those upper level like I am upset, here's how I need to deal with my upsetness. And a lot of adults don't do that well. So if we can give that to the kids, I think that's a good thing. Right. And I I, I'm not a curmudgeon. I just like to say oh, that. Oh, I've seen curmudgeons. I'm not a curmudgeon. I'm welcome to help and hear and hug a kid, you know, on a daily basis. That's. I think you do. I know you do. I do. So I don't feel like, you know, if I'm going to sit here in this chair in this practice room, you know. You sit I, on a throne of flies. I sit on a throne. I smell like beef and cheese. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. So I, I feel okay, like taking that angle because some of the what we're doing we're just kind of process cross examining ourselves yeah right? we're are just we doing to this look, right right we're trying to look at yeah. it from different Check angles yourself. and that's what this whole thing is about this whole trifecta of learning is that we're constantly trying to take the the teaching the content and the students and just trying to view it you know, God. from different angles. Yeah, you just, guys think this podcast is for you. No, it's us. It's, it's for all us. about us. It's, it's, about a, us. it's a professional development for us. Weekly. Dude, can we count this as those hours? 
I think my yes. own, my license is coming up. I have to absolutely this year. absolutely okay. chops hour one chops hour two chop fifty times. I got this. I got this. No, I think no, it's it it's, it's helpful. And it, but it does help. It's different than like sitting in our office or talking in a in a van ride and where it's not recorded. Right. Because this helps us keep focused but also keep it um Do you think we're focused? Yeah. Focused <laughs> professionally. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm with you. So, so it does it, there is a sense of order to it or yeah. a sense of purpose. And we're not just, you know, just kind of complaining about stuff. We're actually kind of chewing on something that maybe is, it is helpful for us and perhaps it's helpful for somebody else. So, so we came back to, or you came back to, and I also said this, that we need to approach kids differently if we want them to help themselves. Right? Mm-hmm. And we can't be too easy on them. No. But it's tough because you have to encourage them. Yeah. And, I, they're, and, yes. they're, and if they're on the slow boat, like sl- not the slow cognitive boat, they're just on the slow moving boat and they're not wanting to um, get something done, they, they do need encouragement and they do need help. Yes. And they, they need to be successful, as we talked about in a couple episodes ago, yes. to, to start on that process. Well, mm-hmm. but you got to go to a concert. Do I have to go? Jack, you get to go. I get to go. That's true. We got beginning orchestra concert tonight. We're playing, uh. we're playing um, Old McDonald, and the first time through, a girl is gonna wear a goat mask and make goat sounds. Okay. And then we take a repeat because that tune he does repeats, and then we do it a second time. And we've got about ten kids with rubber chickens in the audience, and they're gonna make the squeak sounds. Nice. If all goes according to plan, it will end together, and it's going to rush a lot. I'm telling you that right now. Okay. Those kids can't sleep. Russian music, yeah. Russian music, yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm going to go tune some. I'm I'm going to go tune about a hundred string instruments wow. in the next uh, hour. What could go wrong? What time does the concert start? Six thirty. Okay. Okay. Okay, folks. Um, keep telling people about the show. I don't know actually if you do tell people about the show, but I don't if know you would, if people get to the end of the episode. That's you know we really should start doing the announcements right away while we at least think we have them. Or we should put some kind of um, Easter egg at the end. We did that. Remember for the COVID assignment, we did. Um, oh. We said like garlic's the code word for this week. Oh. If you tell us what the code word is, you get all the trophies. Okay. Um, tell your friends about chops. And your enemies. And your enemies. Tell anyone. Find us on Instagram and TikTok at chops underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. We post reels and stories and polls and questions and random pictures. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Rate and review us on Apple and or Spotify. And please subscribe to the podcast if you have not already done so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. That's all we got. That's it. So on behalf of Steve Peterson and Jack Hinkle. 